All right, so calling all basic cells. We have well, human, human form or actually and dog form. He's got to get oh. them to do homework. See you guys later. <laughs> One of them has to go do homework. All right, so let's just go ahead and calm the light and move into meditation. So just go ahead and make yourself comfortable. And once again, just begin to bring your focus inward up into the spiritualized center, allowing your consciousness to simply to gather and to focus at the spiritual door. And as your attention gathers here, now just within yourself, open that door, reach out and open the door towards you. And as you open that door, just begin the process of inviting God's loving presence to come into your inner kingdom. So just do that inwardly as I do that outwardly. And so, Lord, we do open our door, inviting your holy presence to come and dwell within our inner kingdoms, asking that your loving presence Bring everything within us into alignment with your loving will. Lord, we let go of all those things that may distract us from our focus on you and with you. Asking that your assistance lift us into that divine presence of the divinity within ourselves so that we may truly wake up and know that we are your divine child. We are open to receive of your assistance, your guidance, and all those blessings you wish to bestow upon us at this time. Always opening, always expanding, always looking to you. So we invite you to be present with us here and now for our greater good and our greater upliftment. And for all your blessings, we're ever so grateful. And so it is. Anna Continue chanting inwardly as you allow all of your spiritual focus to gather at this spiritual doorway, allowing your presence and God's presence to come into the oneness within this loving. So continue now the chanting inwardly and holding your focus at the spiritual eye center.
So now, as you continue chanting inwardly, begin to see a path of light before you, reaching from the realms above, a stream of white golden light from high above, coming down and entering into your spiritual eye center. And as you now gaze out the spiritual door, see clearly within yourself, through your feelings, through your hearing, through your seeing and through your knowing, just allow yourself to become aware now of this path of light and this path of sound as the frequency of this hue now begins to light and sound the way to simply allow this hue and this God's loving frequency to now lift the soul through the spiritual doorway. So just allow yourself now to step forward and allow God's loving to lift you into the realm of spirit to begin the great journey back towards the very source from which you've come. So step forward now. Reach out and allow God to reach in. Allowing God's loving presence now to lift you, to love you. Continuing now this journey ever upwards into spirit allowing the chanting to continue to resonate through your beingness as you now step free of the body and begin the journey in the realms of spirit of following this path of light and sound back to the source.
And so now, in this inner place, in this divine presence, just bring yourself present in this loving action, affirming and acknowledging your oneness, your beingness, and your merging with God. So just now, within yourself, affirm and acknowledge this loving presence of your oneness with God. And so now, just within yourself, simply begin to say, I am loving. I am loving. So now, within yourself, begin to affirm the loving that you are. Continuing now in this affirmation of oneness, now within yourself, affirming inside, simply stating, God and I are one. God and I are one. And in this oneness with God, now also affirm that you are the Beloved by simply stating, I am the Beloved. I am the Beloved. And so now, just be in this oneness, in this place of affirmation and acknowledgement, continuing to focus in this oneness and this loving of being the beloved in the oneness with God. So just now, allow yourself to let your inner radiant light shine in this oneness and loving, allowing it to expand, to fill you completely to overflowing enjoying and basking in this oneness and this overflowing between you and God and this oneness of loving.
And so know within yourself that as you continue to affirm and acknowledge this loving oneness with God, that so as you believe, so shall it be. So continue from this day forward to affirm and acknowledge this loving oneness so that you too can open and awaken to know this greater truth within. Simply open, affirm, and acknowledge, and it shall be. And so now, in this place of loving oneness, holding your awareness and your focus, just letting your awareness expand to once again become aware of the physical body as you continue to hold your present awareness and spirit, just allowing this radiant light of the loving that you are simply to expand and become aware of all levels and all realms. And as this loving presence once again begins to become aware of this physical body, just allow that loving to fill and to nurture, to love and to heal every level all the way into the physical body, allowing this loving radiance of who you are to express and to move through the mind, the emotions, and the body so that all that you experience and all that you do is an expression of this divine love. And as you are awakened and anchored in the knowing of this truth, just allow your consciousness to come to peace and to become more and more present physically, and spiritually. And as it does, and as you become more present, just begin to move your physical body, opening your physical eyes, continuing to hold this inner focus of awareness and oneness and loving, letting this light shine to wherever your physical eyes look so that all is blessed, both inwardly and outwardly. So we'll read something from Hafiz. <clears throat> God disguised as a myriad things and playing a game of tag has kissed you and said, you're it. I mean, you're really it. Now it does not matter what you believe or feel for something wonderful, major league wonderful is someday going to happen. I like that. That's nice. Laura, did you have anything coming up in events or anything to share? Or? No? Okay.
may as well share now so I don't forget at the end. Um, next Tuesday, Brian and I will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and will not be here. Uh, so uh, Bill will be doing the class next Tuesday with a meditation and uh, something else that he's got planned, plus a, an audio tape of one of my talks. Uh, I don't know which one, but he doesn't need it yet, I don't think. So, you know, please come. It'll be pretty much the same duration period of two hours as uh, we have here every, every week. And uh, so please come. We'll be back on the 11th of uh, April. We're going to go up and visit with the people in Kalamazoo. We have a lot of initiations this trip. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's going to be a busy time for us, but it will be a good one. And between Kalamazoo and Fort Wayne, we have a lot of initiations coming up. So the spiritual family is really growing quite rapidly now. So it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. It was very interesting. What? What's that? Oh. Okay. So that's out. <laughs> I guess everybody heard that. Jane is moving this weekend, and if anybody would like to volunteer to help her in moving, please catch her after the class, and and uh, she'll put you to work. <laughs> and service is a great way to, to to assist and to bring the spirit of loving present in this world. Well, I I hope I can do justice with what I heard tonight. And I was so amazed how fast the meditation went. Um, spirit came in, and they were just teaching, sharing, talking. It was amazing. And it was so much information. And, and I'm going, oh, that'll be good. Oh, that'll be good. <laughs> and I'm going, where do I, how do I bring this all back? And uh, it was very interesting because then I was taken into uh, a learning experience. And uh, so I'll start there and maybe from there everything else will flow. Um, I went into this learning experience and this teacher walked up, and he, and up to me and said, well, how is it that you remember all these things about your childhood and all these experiences that you had? How do you remember all that? Nobody else remembers their childhood in such detail. How do you know these things? How do you ever recall them and bring them forward? And I go, well, I don't know. I've never looked at that before. Is that unusual? And he said, well, ask people in the class, is that unusual? They're going to probably say, yes, that's unusual. So how do you do that? How do you do that? And And I said, I don't know. And as soon as I said, I don't know, I knew the answer. And that's really a key, is to be honest. And with spirit, and with yourself, and with people in the world, be honest. And it'll ever work in your favor. And so I found that whenever I'm honest with spirit, and I just say, I don't know, the answer is immediately there. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to look for it. I don't have to go to somebody else to try to find it. And so as I said, I don't know, the answer was immediately there. And the way that that happens is, is quite wonderful. And it's not something unique just for me. It's for every one of us if we will learn to, to live in this way. Uh, I've talked about living in the now, living in the here, being present in the moment. And in the present moment is where you find God. So all these things that I've shared with you about my childhood, my teen years, and so forth, 
are moments where I was living in the now. And in that moment of the now, I had awakening into spirit. I had an experience that gave me greater understanding of God, of truth, of my soul, of my liberation. And so every time I go into a now moment where I am connected into that with God, the now moments of all my existence come present right here and now. Because the now is now. It's always now. And so when I come present and I am present in the moment now with God, with spirit, with my soul, all that is of the now comes present with that. And I can access in the now anything and all things with ease. And it just comes present because it is a present moment. If I start looking back into my childhood and start reminiscing and trying to remember uh, this and that and the other, then I'm going into the past and I'm going on a timeline that is now part of this creation. This creation works on a, a timeline of past, present, and future. And so when I separate myself from the now moment and go wandering into the past to try to remember, to try to pull memories forward, I now have separated myself from the now, and then I don't go into the experiences of the awakening to God. I go back into my emotional moments, my physical moments, my mental moments. I go back into those experiences, and if I share those with you, you're going to walk out of here and go, so what was that about? That doesn't help me a bit. That wasn't even fun to listen to, and it's not, you know. To listen to people reminisce about their childhood isn't often just a lot of fun, unless it's humorous. But a lot of our reminiscing isn't that humorous. Oftentimes, it's the painful moments that we seem to go to the first and pull up the first. But when I'm in the now moment, I'm bringing forward not the past, but information, understanding, experience from my now moment. And the now is ever-present. It's the same all the time, because God is always the same. So in the now and in God, there is always the present moment of being. And wherever I have entered into the now moment and been in that beingness and had experience in that, as long as I'm in the now, all those connect as one, and they're right now. So I thought that was interesting, because I've, I've never even looked at it and never even thought about it. I've had people kind of go, how do you remember all this stuff? And I go, you know, I just never give it any thought. So tonight it was interesting that Spirit brought that forward. And that's not just for me, that's for everyone here. The more we wake up in our meditation to the living moment, to the now, and be with God here and now, then we begin to live in that essence of knowing. And all the knowing is present right now. There's no place you have to go, no thing you have to do to have understanding, to have experience, to have God. There's no place. You don't even have to leave the body because God is right here in the body. Out of God, at the moment of creation, came a direct emanation of God's essence, loving. And that is the soul. And that sits right here. So right here at the seat of the soul is a direct emanation of God. This is 
a divine spark of God dwelling here. And as we wake up into the doing of that, being of that, knowing of that, living of that, loving of that, we begin to live in the now, the now of God. And we begin to realize who we truly are as that divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. And as we wake up into that, we realize there's no place to go. God is right here. God sits right here within us. We are God. We are a divine emanation of God. And God is ever longing for us to wake up into the knowing of that. And it's when we wake up into that, as I've always said, then you will realize you never left the heart of God. And you can sit here in the physical body with your eyes open, doing paperwork, doing a talk or whatever, and still know that you're in the living, loving heart of the Lord right now, right here. And there is no separation. But because our consciousness in this world of mind and ego has trapped our awareness of who we really are as the divine emanation of the Lord, we now look out trying to find our truth, find, to try, find ourselves, trying to find our way home. And we keep looking out and into the world for answer and solution and understanding. And it's not there. And as we do that, we get caught up in this timeline and we're ever living in the past, present, and future. If we're lucky, we find ourselves living more in the present and the way we do that isn't through luck. It's really through the practice of meditation. Because when we sit in meditation, when we close our eyes and go inside, we are ever training ourselves to live more in the now. Every time our mind carries us away, or our, mind, our emotions take us away, our body carries us away, it's up to us to bring ourselves present into the now. And say, no, I'm doing now. I'm doing God. I'm loving God. God's loving me. And keep yourself present in that now moment. And as you do that, the timelines of the world, the past and the future, disappear. They melt in that moment. And then when you open your eyes and you begin to do the day, it's really up to you to become that living moment to live, be the living prayer, to be a living meditation, and to get up and go and do what you just did in meditation where you connected into the now moment with God and go and do that in your day. And don't get caught up in the past or the future. Don't worry about what they said yesterday at work. And don't be concerned about tomorrow and paying your bills. Take care of this moment. Take care and live in this moment. And be a living prayer. Be a living meditation. And live in the now. And let the past and the present drop away. Because they really do not exist. It is only right now. And there is a time in the now where you will wake up. Now, isn't that a funny statement? There is a time in the now. <laughs> there is no time in the now. There is in now that place where you will wake up in the knowing, in the now, 
of you and God as one. And there is no place you have to go and nothing you have to do to have that take place. So many people have created separation within themselves from God because they have allowed the world to teach them things that create separation. Well, I have done all these bad things. God's got judgments on me. I'm going to be condemned to hell because of all these things. And now I've got to somehow pray my way back into God's favor. I've got to find a way to be forgiven by Him. I've got to start doing good deeds in the world in order to gain God's grace. And that's not true. Because there's nothing you can do to separate yourself from God. Because you are God. You are the essence of God. How can God separate from self? There is no way. Except our belief creates separation. Those things that the world has told us, we have allowed into our consciousness, and it is that energy of awareness of those teachings, those belief systems that we have taken on and now live in ourselves that have created the separation and cause us to look away in shame, cause us to look away and not toward. It's very interesting. If you look in some of the older dictionaries, not so much in the newer ones, but in some of the older ones, the word sin meant to look away, to turn away from the light. And to repent meant to turn toward, to turn toward the source, to turn toward forgiveness, to turn toward the light. And so all we have to do is turn back in the direction that we came from. Stop looking away and trying to find the answer and start repenting and turning back towards our source, back inside at the seat of the soul to where God is first found in our awareness. And then we just journey with that awareness of God that we are on upward towards the fullness of our own being, which is in God. So as they were showing me this, and we were moving along in this process, all of a sudden I came into this wonderful place in the realm of spirit. And it was just wonderful. And there were these blessings everywhere, just blessings. And as I rose up, I rose up and all, I rose right up into these blessings and they were all there for me. All these blessings just were there. I didn't have to earn them. I didn't have to ask for them. They were just there. And I just rose right up into them and they were mine. They were there for me. And all I had to do was be willing to move into them and let them be me and me them. And then the blessings were mine. And, and I looked and there were all of us and all these souls and some of them were walking away from the blessings that they had been begging God for and praying for. They were still looking at the world trying to find those blessings. They were looking away from the source. And others would rise so far up and then they'd get discouraged because they weren't getting all that they wanted and they would just give up and, and come back down into the lower realms of consciousness. And I realized that the blessings are of God and they are of spirit and they are of loving. 
And in order to rise up into those true blessings that God has for us, we must rise up into the Spirit. You know, Paul said very clearly, if you want to worship the Lord, the Lord is of Spirit. So you enter into Spirit, and there you will worship the Lord in truth. And so it is with blessings. If you want the blessings... Be aware that the blessings are in spirit. And they are of the spirit that is God. Rise up into the spirit and receive the blessings that are already there for you. They are right here, right now. There's nothing you have to do. No place you have to go. You don't have to earn them. You don't have to be forgiven in order to have them and receive them. They are there. They are now. They are ready and just available. And so as I rose up, I rose up and I entered into all these blessings. And then I realized these weren't just my blessings. These were the blessings for all souls. All souls everywhere. And as I entered into that, it was available for all souls to enter into that. And I was just coming into the awareness of this abundance of blessing that is for all souls. Remember, in truth, we are all one in soul. We are all the divine emanation of God. We came out in the very first moment of the creation. God sent forth souls, that divine living loving essence, and that was one. And then out of the one came the many. We are the many of the one. So the flames came out and began to have experience throughout all of creation. And we each are a divine flame, a divine spark. And we are now on the journey home, back to the return, back to the one, where we unite into the true flame of love that is God. And it is for us to begin that journey and as we journey, we will also rise up into those blessings. And those blessings are here for you now. Always here for you now. The first blessing is the initiation. When you receive the name of God and you begin to hold those names inside of yourself and live them, you begin to rise up into the blessing and you begin to allow the blessing into you. And I noticed tonight as I was rising up into this that the essence of the blessing is the same essence as the loving. As I've often shared, be in the loving with God and then allow yourself to be in God's loving. Receive God's love and give God's love to God. Because God is ever loving the God that is you. And it is for the God that is you to love the Lord and God of all creation. And so as I was living in this movement of the blessing and awareness and, and receiving of the blessing, I realized it's the same essence as the loving. And that in the loving is the blessing and in the blessing is the loving. And so if we can begin to truly live in this river of loving, we also live in the river of blessing. And the blessing is ever one and the same with the loving but we must rise up into our spirit, into our spiritual being, into our spiritual nature, 
in order to, one, share our loving with the Lord in the true sense and to receive the Lord's loving and to share our blessing with the Lord and to receive the blessing. And I realized in that moment that what is it to, to share our blessing with the Lord? Well, what blessing do I have to give God? God's got it all. What? He's not asking me to bless Him with something, but He is. He's asking us to be loving, to be the loving essence that He created us as, and to love the Lord, Creator of all things. That's the blessing we can give God. And as God gives loving to us, all the other blessings come with that. The blessings of grace and compassion and mercy and understanding and forgiveness, of wisdom, of truth, of light and sound, and all that is of God that is of us. Because it all resides right here. Years ago, I worked with a gentleman by the name of Michael Talbot. And maybe some of you might have heard of him. He was an author. He died a number of years ago from leukemia. And uh, I worked with him on a couple of different books. He lived in New York City, and I used to fly up there quite a bit and, and work with him periodically. And we worked on a book. One of the books we worked on was The, the Holographic Universe. And um, it's interesting. If you study the science of holography, you will find that if you take off of a holographic film and make a little clipping off of the holographic film and carry it away into another room, and you look at that little piece of the holographic film, on that film of the hologram is a complete representation of everything that is on the holographic film that you took it from. It's all right there on that film. And it's very interesting because I got to experience that in a very real way. When we were building the Fetzer Institute in Kalamazoo, Michigan, I worked with an artist here who does art. As a matter of fact, the one painting in the very back over there by the door is one that he did. And it was something that he and I were working on to work on colors and screening of colors trying to create a holographic look on paper. And he and I designed a sculpture, a 22-story, a 22-story high, right? <laughs> it seemed like it the way we were building it. It took forever. 22-foot sculpture. And at the time, I don't know if it is now, it was the largest hologram in the world. And uh, so we created this crystalline sculpture of glass and metal and crystals. And in the middle of it, 22 feet tall, is a hologram on eight sides. So that you see a holographic uh, light display of color and light no matter where you are in the lobby of the, of the Fetzer Institute. It radiates out all this color. So when we were up in New York doing this hologram, Michael Talbot came to also be a part of it because we were working on the holographic universe at the time. And, uh, and as we were doing this, he wanted to find out if this was really true. Was this really true that you could take a little clipping and walk away 
and look at that little clipping and see the whole hologram. And so after, and it was, it was interesting, they had to build this large, large table, especially for this hologram, because they'd never made anything this big ever as a hologram. They'd always been doing small ones up to 16 by 20 and 18 by 24 inches. Here it was 22 feet by, I think it was uh, 24 inches. And so they had to build this large table and s redo this uh, equipment so that it could scan in one you know, felt swoop the, the holographic image with a laser. And so after it was all done and everything was complete and the, the film was developed, we took a little clipping off of, of the end and we went into another room and we looked at it and there was the whole image. And we were looking at it and one of the guys uh, that, that does this regularly for the university, or did it regularly at the time, he saw us looking at it and he says, oh, are you checking it? And we said, what? And he says, well, you must be checking it to see if it's all just what you want it. And we said, what do you mean? And he says, well, we always take a clipping off of it and, and look to see if we got it exactly right. We can see it better here than we can on the, on the whole surface, especially something this big. He says, here, here, let me have that. And he looked at it and he says, oh, you know, we may have to redo this. We missed some color in here. And we said, so that's really true? And he says, yeah, it's true. Like, you know, don't you know anything? <laughs> it was very interesting. So we are a hologram, if you will, of the Lord. And our, the divine spark that we are is like a clipping off the main hologram. And so right here, and this divine spark that sits here at the seat of the soul is the full image, the full beingness of the Lord. It's right here. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to become anything. It already is right here, right now. Isn't that amazing? And all we are do doing in our meditation is lifting ourselves up, up away from all the illusion that is of this creation to look at that image, to look at that truth, to look at that fullness that is God residing right here. And so as we're looking up, there's something that is quite remarkable that does happen. Because as the soul begins to rise up out of the physical and material nature of this body of ours and rises back up to the seat of the soul, there's something quite wonderful that happens. There's a tearing and a loosening of all these entrapments that have held the soul in bondage here for so long. And it, it's, it's really quite remarkable and wonderful. And at the same time, for many people, when they begin to experience it, it, it doesn't seem that way because they are on the tearing end of it. They are in the separation end of it. They are in the letting go of things of it and not on the awareness side of the movement back and the return into the oneself. If you can hold to that which is God in you and hold the loving in you, then you can let go of this world and the things of this world much easier. But if you're ever focusing on the world but at the same time trying to find God, you may find yourself caught in 
a dilemma because you're moving towards the loving and you're, you're, you're wanting that loving and you're wanting to go into the light that you're beginning to see or go into the sound that you're beginning to hear, but you're also feeling all the attachments of the world calling you back down, pulling you back down. And for me, I remember when I felt it, I felt like I had been wrapped with a very heavy cord, like string but heavier. And I had just been wrapped like a mummy. But it was, it was coming up from the world and around me and up and down to the world and back up. And I was like in the middle of a ball of twine, but it was a heavy cord. And I began to struggle to try to separate this, this rope, this twine, to try to get out. But the more I struggled, the tighter it got. I was tightening the grip of all these things that were holding me a bondage here by struggling against it. But when I relaxed, when I relaxed and went inside and stopped pushing to try to get free, all of a sudden I realized that this, this ball, this, this, this bondage around me relaxed as well. And it wasn't tightening so much anymore. And I began to get smaller and smaller inside the middle of this twine as I began to withdraw into the truth of who I was in spirit at that time and who I am in spirit now. It's one and the same. I began to withdraw from matter and return to its source. And all of a sudden I found something very, very remarkable. The essence of loving is much finer an essence of being than anything of the material world. So nothing of the material world truly can hold us in bondage here if we begin to withdraw the attention of that essence of loving from the world and place it somewhere else, which is in God. And all of a sudden, as it began to get smaller and smaller and the ball began to relax around me, I became this vapor. That's the only way I can describe it. It felt like vapor. And the vapor just rose between all the entanglements of the ropes of this, this ball of whatever of the world and just rose back up to the seat of the soul and gathered here. And once that happened, I could look back down and I could see all this entanglement that I had been trapped in for so long. The mind, the emotions, the sensual nature, the imagination, the physical body. I could look back down on it. And I remember that first time that that ever happened. And I realized I had to go back down to the center of that once again. In spirit, I began to cry because I didn't want to go back down. I, I had finally gotten above it. I had gotten free of it for a moment. And, oh, my God, it felt so good. I didn't have all these things holding me and pushing on me and pulling me down and attracting me down into the world. And it felt wonderful. All there was was loving. That's how I know we are divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. That's how I know it. But there was something in that loving that said, we've got to go back down there now. Let's go. That's where our lessons are. That's where our experience is. 
This is how we're going to get free forever from it. Go back down and free yourself of it. And so I remember I started crying in spirit as I started coming down into the this, this center of the ball. And as I did, I remember all of a sudden my body was crying. And I knew, oh no, I'm back. <laughs> Wasn't a happy feeling in that moment. <laughs> but there was a happy feeling in that I knew something wonderful. Something wonderful had happened. Ooh, that's what Hafiz had said. Wonderful, wonderful. It had happened. And I now knew how to get out of it. All I had to do was become that living, loving essence of the Lord. I had to become this vapor, once again, that could go through all the entanglements and up to the seat of the soul and sit there and be in the fullness of my loving. And as I did that more and more, all of a sudden, two things happened. One, I did begin to turn upward and really begin to share my loving with the Lord for the first time in spirit. Up until then, I was doing it in hopes that God was getting my loving, in hopes that somehow I was receiving God's love. I didn't know. I was just saying, I love you, Lord. And I would stop and I would hope that God's loving was coming into me, that God loved me enough to love me that way. But all of a sudden, I knew it was true. I was in the Spirit. And I could in Spirit love the Lord that is Spirit and receive in Spirit God's love. And so that was the first thing that happened. I looked up and I began to see and know and be in the truth of that loving. And another thing also happened. As I looked up, I began to hear things breaking beneath me. And when I looked down, all those ropes, all those things that had been holding me in bondage began to break free and snap. I was breaking free. They couldn't hold me anymore. And the more I meditated every day, every day, and the more I kept coming up here, at first, just imagining, believing, hoping, wishing, and then doing, I was breaking free of all these bonds. And as I would look down day in and day out, I would begin to see more and more things snapping, snapping, breaking. And I remember there was one time where there was a fiber that was of a sensual nature that I had gotten really caught up in as I was a teenager when I was beginning to discover my sexuality and my sexual desires and it was really beginning to run in me. And I was rising up and up and up and I remember coming up and this, this, this fiber, this string, tried to grab me around the throat or I got caught up in it around my throat and it was trying to pull my attention here. And if you pull or bring your attention from the seat of the soul, the spiritual eye, back down to the throat, you go back into the mind. You're immediately back in the mind, and the mind then tries to begin to weave its webs once again around the soul. And so as I began to focus on that rope and try to break free of it, I was looking down, looking at the rope, trying to see, well, how am I going to break that? i gotta get, I got to get free. I'm supposed to be this essence that should just, you know, I should just move right past it. What's going on? And the more I focused on that, 
the more I began to drop down into my mind, and then more fibers began to come up and try to wrap around me. And I went, no, you're not. I'm not going to let you do that. And I, I stopped, and I began to say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And I began to try to make myself shrink back down to where I beco could become this vapor. And as I did that, this cord that was choking me said, please, please, don't kill me. Let me live. <laughs> and I said, no, no. I'm the one who's living. You don't exist. And when I said that, it disappeared. The moment I said, you don't exist, it was gone. It just disappeared. And that was a moment in my life, in my existence, where I realized that there's nothing in this creation that can hold the soul here. It's only our belief. It's only our focus and attention that allows it. And when I look back down, this tremendous energy of this ball of, of, of rope that had been wrapped around me for so long was just dissipating. It was just fibers kind of hanging there. And I realized that I had done something quite remarkable. And I realized that this isn't just me. This is for everybody. And I, I remember I used to go to Sunday uh, school, and then I used to go to church uh, every Sunday, every Sunday uh, when I was growing up. Uh, different churches, sometimes synagogue, um, once in a while, but mostly churches. And I, after I discovered this, I would go and I would sit in the very back of the church and I'd look to see if anybody else had broken any fibers. <laughs> because in, the, in my aura then, I, I could see this different quality that I had never seen before. And it was a different radiance of light. And it was because the, the entanglements of the world, the bondage of the world, wasn't on me so much that this, the, the, the true inner light was coming forth in a greater way. And so I would look, and every once in a while I would see a glimmer here and there, but I realized that I didn't see anybody that had really broken the bonds free. And, and I felt kind of sad in a way that they hadn't yet done that, and that I had. I felt sad that I had done it in a way. I felt guilty. Well, I, I went home, and that night I went to sleep, and I began to see the world wrapping me once again in the twine, in this, in this rope. And it was in a, in a dream state, but it was a spiritual experience. And, and when I woke up, I felt this burden. I felt this heaviness. And I went, oh my God, what happened? You know, and I began to go into my meditation, but I was, I was so caught up in what did I do wrong what happened that I couldn't break free and it just seemed to get, be getting, again, building upon itself. And so I meditated and I prayed and I prayed and meditated and for a while the fibers began to grow once again. 